Today's episode is brought to you by the She Leads Podcast Network, the first network for women by women. Visit SheLeadsPodcast.com to learn more today. Welcome to the Creative Visionaries Podcast. My name is Tori Barker, a digital marketing specialist, business owner, mom, and you guessed it, a creative visionary. This podcast is about inspiring business owners, building connections, sharing success stories, and motivating others. Join me on this journey as we tap into your true potential and unleash your inner visionary. Hi, everyone. Thanks so much for joining us again on the Creative Visionaries podcast. Today's guest, I'm super excited to introduce you to. He's a dynamic leader, a consultant, speaker, entrepreneur, and the CEO and founder of Gathering the Kings, Chaz Wolf. Welcome to the show. Well, I appreciate the opportunity to be here, Tori. It's been uh, great uh, chatting with you for a few minutes. Excited for the conversation. Yeah. So tell us a little bit about who you are for those of uh, the listeners who don't know Chaz Wolf. Yeah. You know, uh, it's, it's, a, it's a great question. This is totally unrelated, but Chaz Wolf, I'd, I've only known him for about 11 years. <laughs> In all seriousness, I met my dad 11 years ago. I didn't know him growing up. I thought somebody else was my dad. He didn't even know I existed. Oh, wow. So literally 11 years ago, I changed my name um, from the name I Chaz, my previous last name to, to Chaz Wolf. So I literally only have been Chaz Wolf for 11 years, but who is Chaz Wolf? Um, I, I'm a I'm a entrepreneur. Um, of course, that's why we're on the show, leader, as you said. But really, who I am is I'm married. I'm a husband. I'm a dad. I've got four kiddos. Um, I'm I'm a I'm a Christ follower. I I love people. Um, I'm trying to better myself and better everybody that comes in contact with me in some form or fashion. That's really my heart's desire. And uh, and so that's obviously bled over into business, right? So. Yeah. 10 plus years ago, I started business um, in franchising. So it's, at one point, I had seven locations of edible arrangements in three states, 60, 65 employees. Um, that was all in my 20s. I still own a few of those today. Um, I've opened up several real estate companies. We do short-term rentals. We do fix and flip. We do long-term holds. Um, we've got a property management company. Um, and then, of course, Gathering the Kings really is just my 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 life's purpose, if you will, if I get to gather high level thinkers together and we get to we get to go to the next level together. So I love hopefully that. that gives you a little snippet. Yeah. And, and, you know, that name gathering the kings is so just oh, gosh, it just gives you chills sometimes when you hear that because it's like it's it sounds profound, right? Like it sounds like yeah. it's the purpose that you're leading and you're leading others to their purpose. And so I, I love that name. And you know, I, I can't wait to to learn a little bit more about what you do because you know I know that you work with entrepreneurs, and so yeah. what um, what do you do to help those entrepreneurs and gather those kings so that they can be the best in their um, in their life, in their business, and their purpose? Yeah, so um, obviously through our podcast, we help a lot of smaller business owners, folks that haven't reached the seven figure mark yet in their business, and we do a lot of tactical and. I bring on high-performing guests just like you do, and but we go tactical. What what have you done? What have you not done? You know, where'd you fail? That type of a thing. Um, but for the mastermind folks, it's seven and eight-figure business owners who are looking to leverage. And so there is a practical part of building a business that you must get good at, and that's that's where um, you know typically before the seven-figure mark, you you in order to get there, you have to 
you got to run, you got to run the bases, if you will. You got to have marketing, you got to have sales, you got to have client fulfillment, and you got to understand your finances. And you got to hit the repeat button as many times as you can so that you can get to that million dollar mark, generally speaking. And at that level, it be, it now becomes another conversation. The conversation is around leverage. And so we we talk about leveraging time, leveraging resources, and leveraging key relationships. Time is, <clears throat> I got to buy back my time because at that level, most likely you've thrusted yourself through the warrior stage of doing it all. And it's big enough now to where you literally can't, or you're going to die. You know, you're just going to kill yourself. You're wearing too many hats. You're frustrated. You can't sleep at night. You're working 18 hours a day. And so leveraging time looks like building systems, building a team, um, putting key roles in the team so that you can lead as well as others can lead. Leveraging resources, you're starting to make some good money, right? Like your your business is actually profitable now. Wow, this is incredible. You can what actually pay yourself a little. Yeah. <laughs> it took me seven years. I didn't pay myself for seven years. So I'll just grind, 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 delay, 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 invest, invest, invest. Um, but eventually you have to come to this realization that, okay, so I'm making some money what am I going to do with it so that it can produce wealth or legacy, something beyond this initial thing that's making me money, which is my business. And so that could be other investments. It could be, you know, real estate. It could be, you know, other deals that, that you're, that you're doing, but you're thinking about how your money can work for you. And obviously key relationships, you and I both know that's what we're doing right now. Like you build key relationship and you leverage relationships by adding value. Right. So right now you and I both get to add value to the listener. You get to add value to me today by having me on the show. I get to add value to you by telling everybody how incredible of a digital marketer you are. Like we get to add value to each other. And that's how you build relationships. Those three things. And you go to the next level every single time. Do you see that um, there's a certain skill set that an entrepreneur or a leader will have that what makes them the most successful? Well, I think if we're going to boil it all the way down to like skill sets, the the four things that I mentioned earlier are are at that level. It's marketing, right? And so whether they as an entrepreneur get good at lead generation and branding, or they hire someone like you that can help them, right? So it you have to do one or the other or both. Right. Um, you have to have a, a fuel um, that you can put into the tank. Um, and, and without any prospects, leads and or branding, um, you don't have any fuel in the tank. You can't go anywhere. And, uh, and obviously that leads into sales. There has to be a sales process. You have to understand psychology, communication, the things that lead you as the leader, or whether you have a salesperson on your team leads the client to actually do the deal with you. But it's not even really just about the deal. It's about providing the service, which then leads us into the third thing, which is client fulfillment. Your experience has to be top notch. Otherwise people forget about you. And so you want this raving fans thing inside your business where people are so not only just pleased, but, but it forces them to now tell all the people around them about this thing that you're offering them. And then of course the finance, it easily gets forgotten. Um, but in most, most, almost every single entrepreneur that I've talked to at a high level goes, man, if I had only figured out the finances sooner, right? Cause we just run, we just, we throw money places, money's coming in. We're not really tracking it. I was 24 years old when I bought my first business. I didn't even know what a PL was. Like literally, I'm not college <laughs> educated. The, 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 the business broker is helping me buy the business. I was like, hey, can you help me understand this? Like, yeah, of course, I had to figure that out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can't, you can run a successful business, it's, but it's not going to be the best that it can be. Um, yeah. So you got to know the finances and you got to know how to leverage 
the 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 pulleys in there uh, so that um, they can work for you. So those are the four areas I would say that the skill sets of of any business owner, really, especially if you're trying to go to any sort of um, scale. I think that um, you know leveraging is important in in knowing well a couple of things. So knowing your skill set, right? So knowing where your genius is and what your skills are, but then yeah. also leveraging. Uh, resources or hiring for those skills that you may be lacking on, like the finances and that sort of thing. So that really helps to build you as a company and make you more successful when you lean into the the people that have those skills that can help you grow your business. And yeah, because you're right. It's not necessarily about just you being the person. In fact, usually that's not the right answer. Usually it that's warrior mindset. And then there's king mindset, which king mindset is putting pieces in place Warrior mindset is I'll just do it. And and there's a level or a period of time where you have to just do it. Uh, but to your point, like I'm a numbers guy. I love numbers. Um, I'll, I'll crunch numbers. I budget for our family. You know, we make plenty of money, but I budget for our, like I'm in that lane, but I do not do that for my businesses immediately. CPA. I'm not trying to get behind in that area. I'm not trying to not win. And so whether it's marketing, like some of your clients, I'm sure like that's the reason why they bring you on is because. They don't want to not win in that area. Yeah. They don't want to, they don't want to leave it up to chance of them taking a, a course or better yet, not doing anything. Mm-hmm. You know? Um, so they're the leverage in that can be them honing in on the skill, or it can be realizing that probably the bigger picture play is to find the right role or right key person for the role, either on my team or, you know, to hire it out through through another company. Sure. And so let's talk about we've talked a little bit about the mastermind and and how you, you work with a group of people, but talk a little bit more about how that is so influential and, um, and helping people when they come together. So there's something that, that is to be said for working in a group, working in a a mastermind versus the one-on-one. So talk a little bit about how that's changed your life and how that changes the life of the people that you work with. Yeah, that's a great question. I don't know if I've actually ever been asked that dynamic, but it, it's actually the reason why I transitioned to a mastermind. Of course, I've been part of groups and stuff and gotten a lot of value, but you know, working one-on-one with somebody can be very, very good. And I, and I suggest that everybody does that either in addition to a group or you know, maybe they do that and then it's a group. But the the one-on-one is definitely like it's coaching. It's it's one-to-one tactical, maybe it's mindset, maybe it's, you know, skills inside of those, one of those four areas, all of that is super needed. And I've paid coaches to tell me things often that I already knew, but it was fantastic. I, that, that's exactly what I needed it for. The group dynamic is where I get that same level, but it's, it's from different perspectives. And so I was providing value to my clients one-on-one, whether it be strategy, whether it be sales, whether it be mindset, whatever it was. And that's fantastic, but I didn't want to be the guy that they got value from. I wanted to be a guy they got value from, but not the only guy. So my skill set is, yes, I can strategize. In fact, I think it's a superpower. I can get in there and we can go nitty gritty. We can go high level. We can go, we can flip back and forth. I, I love it. I eat it for lunch, but if I can gather a couple of guys together that are also high level, that have a slightly different perspective, that have similar struggles, but have dealt with them in different ways. Now we've got like this conversation happening that is, it just doesn't happen unless these type of people come together and we talk about these specific type of things. 
And usually the response, especially someone new coming into our group, they're like, you know, I wasn't really sure because for our group specifically, it's not um, niche specific, like meaning like we're different industries, different business owners. Really, the only qualification is that you got to have seven figures in revenue or above. And so you got guys from all different across the country, guys that are in different industries. And they're like, you know, as a real estate agent, building a team, I've got 10 people on my team. Am I really going to learn something from a garage door guy? (laughs) And when we come together, you're like, man, the X's and the O's of the real estate or the garage door or the the construction or the uh, tech company or whatever it is, they don't even matter. Because building a business is above that. It's leadership and it's key roles and it's leverage and it's time and all these other things that can go into any business out there. And so that's our conversation. And that gets meaty, like real quick. Yeah. That's one thing I love about bringing people together from different backgrounds and different industries is what somebody does in one industry, like for like marketing for me specifically, hasn't been thought of or or applied to another industry. And if you take that concept and then you make it your own, it's like, wow, people are just like, like just, amazed because when you have a certain industry and, and, you know, I come from new construction or real estate and that sort of thing. And so, you know, when you follow all those people on your social media feed, you see the same type of content over and over and over again. And it's not until somebody steps outside of that box and does something a little bit different that really sets them apart. And so for me, that's what I love is like, how can we shake things up? Like, let's, let's think about, you know, good marketing, good strategies, all of that stuff. But what, what can we do different than yeah. the other masses that makes you stand up above the crowd. So yeah, I, I think that the, the, that. um, the friction that you're referring to, um, is human brains and experiences coming together, right? Like I have experiences, you have experiences, things that we've done well and, and haven't done well. And the new thing that's created by those two things coming together doesn't happen unless we come together. And so if I can bring three or four or 30 or 50 high-performing minds together that haven't been together before and we start just spitballing, immediately there's going to be ideas and strategy and and inspiration and leveling up and encouragement and like pfft, all these very hard-to-measure things. But you walk away going, I'll never not do business in this way ever again. Yeah. And then and then the, the other layer of that is the relationships that you build, right? So. Right being connected with these people, learning from each other, you know, um, helping each other with their businesses and stuff, but then building a relationship with someone and then the network, right? Your network just grows from there because you've right. now met this person that does X, Y, Z. And then, you know, you want to to connect people to somebody who needs that, you know, service or can match that person. And that needs yeah. the relationship side of things like just is exponential. I love, I love that aspect of it. Yeah, we've got we've got a, a little saying um, inside of our group. I actually kind of make it a little bit of a guarantee. Um, I give them kind of four areas that I guarantee that that they'll grow in. But one specific area is this connection piece. And I'll give you an example. I've got a guy in the group <clears throat> who this year um, had not done any commercial work, or maybe it was a little bit of commercial work in his um, landscaping, excavation, dirt work type of business. And um, it was a connection through a connection from the group where. He got some financing, was able to purchase some equipment that is just really big equipment that only the big guys have, which opened up the doors for an initial commercial project, which then he was able to take some footage of, which then mm-hmm. someone else saw that footage with the the, the equipment in there that he was able to buy, which got him another commercial project, which then got him in with a GC that gave him more work this year than he did in the last three years combined. Wow. 
So it's like, you know, three years ago, he was a firefighter and he's going to do close to 10 million this year. Yeah. And uh, like over half of that is going to come from one connection. Wow. I, I think a guy like that is pretty like sold on the idea of relationships matter and paying for access to uh, a high level mastermind. Mm-hmm. Are you kidding me? It paid it, <laughs> it, it paid itself over for the next, you know, hundred years. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's amazing how that works. And, and I, I think it's, um, you know, I lean into faith as well. And, and, you know, there's, there's greater good out there, right? There's things that are looking for us, looking out for us and helping us and guiding us. And, you know, always, I always use my intuition, right? Which, you know, you could say is, is led by your faith in God or whatever that might be, but I always get these feelings and these intuitions is like, this is the direction I'm supposed to be going. And, and this path that is just keeps opening up and then the doors open and doors open. And so, you know, having, having a platform like a mastermind, um, you know, is, it's just like an explosion of that opportunity. And so, um, yeah, I, I love it. <laughs> I'm a big, I'm a big fan of masterminds. If you, if you hadn't noticed. Yeah. No, I mean, it's just a, it, whether, where there is value, you know, there, there will be the conversation for sure. Yeah. So did you think that you were going to be in this space of, you know, being a leader and, and running masterminds and helping entrepreneurs, or is this something that, that you fell into or, or was this, tell us a yeah. little bit about how you, yeah, that's a. Uh, I appreciate the opportunity to kind of explain the the backdrop there. Not necessarily no, um, although at the same time, yes. And I'll kind of piece those two answers together. Um, I went to school to be a youth minister. Um, I remember I met my wife in high school. We we're high school sweethearts, and I remember graduating. I was a year early than she was, and I was telling her I'm going to go to school be a youth minister, and she was like, "Really? Like, are you like that's really what you're going to do?" And not that not that she saw that as bad thing at all. Um, she just she just saw even at that age, eighteen years old, her being seventeen, she saw something more or different, or maybe that was only like a piece of the puzzle. And I'm like, yeah, absolutely. Like this is what I'm going to do. And so circumstantially, I I stopped doing that because I was raised single mom family, and there was a really difficult period of time financially. And so I stopped school, stopped playing basketball. And uh, basically, just started working to be able to be um, a help to to my mom for a, for a period of time, and so in that I transitioned to okay, where are my skill sets? My skill sets are in business and and sales and communication and people, even at that young age. And so it's like okay, so I I always wanted to disciple, I always wanted to lead, pour in, help others, right? Yeah, that's the basis of what I was starting with. Yeah. And so after building my own stuff for 10 plus years now, and obviously building people inside of my teams, now it's just a natural expression of business coaching. But I, ugh, I don't know if I like that. Like, <laughs> I'm, I'm talking, it's business discipleship, you know, because I don't necessarily want to be um, a coach per se. I want to be a guy that can run with you, but I also want to, you want, you want to run with me. I want to run with you. I want it to be mutual. Yeah. You know, I want it to be, um, and that's just where the peer-to-peer format for me, at least, um, it just makes a whole lot more sense. Of course, I like I said at the beginning, I, I value the the one singular perspective in a coach, and I think that that's very, very important. That wasn't me, though. I wanted to, to disciple, and I wanted to bring people together, and I wanted to gather the kings, if you will. So yes and no. I, I've always wanted to do this, but I've just recently figured out that I wanted to do this. <laughs> <laughs> 
that's an entrepreneur thing, right? We we're always figuring it out, you know, our path and, you know, oh. how we can become better and better ourselves and better those around us and, and just following that, that intuition and, and, and letting the guides, uh, you know, take us where, where we're meant to be. So yeah, I can, 100%. I can relate. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, it's a little bit of, um, like self journey, obviously they're like what you're talking about. It's, it's, um, what, what you go through, obviously then, uh, helps you build onto the next level. When I look right. back at all the individual things that I've done, whether I've worked for somebody or had an experience or built a company or had a failure, like all these things add up to, wow, what I do now, as far as like strategy and gathering people together and high level thought process and mindset, like I would, I wouldn't have the tools that I have or know the things that I know if I hadn't have had all this conglomerate of things and experiences. And I think that is the entrepreneurial journey. It's like, okay, well, what I'm going through this in this moment. Okay. Maybe it even might be a struggle, yeah. but there's a greater end. And we're always like peeling away the piece of like what our identity is, what we're really designed for. And for me, it's like, I know that I'm designed for legacy. My children and my grandchildren, I literally obsess. I'm 35 years old. This is crazy. I obsess over building up my children and partnering with them in business and then helping them with their kids, my grandkids. My kids aren't <laughs> even 10 years old yet. This is nuts. But I'm telling you right now, it's an obsession because it's the way that I'm designed. Yeah. I know that I'm a David. I know that I'm going to build. I know that I'm going to gather all the resources. And then my kids get to go be Solomon and build the temple, which is going to be awesome. And I get to help them do it. It's going to be awesome. Yeah. I love that. Well, you know, this conversation, I feel like we could just go on for days and days and days, but I want to be uh, respectful of your time and, and thank you for being on the show. And just one final question, any quote or, you know, parting words that you would uh, leave us with? People do what they want to do, period. Every time, no matter what, it's greater or lesser desire. If you want to work out, you'll work out. If you want to get up at a certain time, you'll get up at a certain time. If you want to get more clients, you'll get more clients. You want to grow a business, you'll get you'll grow, you'll grow a business. You want to be a good dad, you want to be a good spouse or whatever. People do what they want to do. And if you're not doing something that you say that you want, you don't want it bad enough. It's greater or lesser desire. So check your actions, make sure that they match what you're saying, because uh, that's the only way to actually get what you want. Yeah. Definitely. I, I think you're right on track there. <laughs> well, Chaz, uh, how can people get a hold of you and, and learn more about you? And if they're interested in being a part of your mastermind or just working yeah. with you, um, where can we where can we send our audience? Yeah, gatheringthekings.com is a great place to check out information about the mastermind group, or you can just go to chazwolf.com either way. Um, they both come right to our team and you can learn about me as an individual. If you want to connect, I'm happy to help any entrepreneur at any time. They don't necessarily have to be interested or qualified for the for the uh, mastermind, or they can check out our podcast, which is obviously Gathering the Kings, and they can find that uh, on all the podcast channels. Awesome. Well, Chaz, thank you so much for being on the show, and um, we wish you the best, and, and thanks again. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for having me. Thanks so much for listening to the Creative Visionaries podcast. If you've enjoyed this episode, make sure you subscribe, leave us a review, or share with a friend. Also, make sure to visit us online at creativevisionariespodcast.com. You can also follow us on Facebook, Instagram, or LinkedIn. And stay tuned for more episodes to come. And remember, it's time to tap into your true potential and unleash your inner visionary.